And we wanted to thank today's sponsors brought to you by Anchor.fm. Ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's completely no charge. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone, tablet, or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you, where it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, and many more. Guys, it's everything you need to make a podcast. Honestly, it just takes for you to really get started. Go ahead and download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm and look forward to seeing you create your show. Yes. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Eric Andrus, and this is How to Be a Grown-Up Presents Celeste Kaufman. Celeste is an Alabama-based, professionally licensed counselor and the brilliant driving force behind Quiet Mind Collective, an online tool to help those that struggle with anxiety. She is a powerful voice for positivity and self-empowerment in the health and wellness sphere. I had the privilege of having Celeste as a guest on this show in May of 2016, and I knew then that I needed to help ensure as many people as possible could benefit from her wonderful message. Her work in her practice and her online presence has helped people the world over to push themselves towards calm and empowered daily routines. Her show will take many different shapes, but will always be dedicated to helping you live the happy, healthy and productive life that you deserve to be living. So let's sit back, let's relax and listen to Celeste Kaufman and let's learn to live our life on purpose. Hi everyone and welcome to How to Be a Grown Up. I am your host for today, Celeste Kaufman, and I'm super excited to get started with you. Now, this is the time of year where I hear so, so much about self-improvement and New Year's resolutions that I wanted to explain to you why I'm refusing to read self-improvement books in the new year. I have this amazing friend, Daniel, and he loves to quote Martin Luther. And one of his favorite quotes is, peace if possible, truth at all costs. Daniel's my truth friend. (laughs) Unlike me, he really doesn't mind if he hurts someone's feelings as long as he's been truthful and honest. I, on the other hand, tend to fudge the truth, especially if it means sparing someone's feelings. He can be super blunt, I'll say that up front, but he's also really good at getting to the real honest truth, though it usually does catch me off guard. And that was the case this morning when, as we were talking about what we had read over the Christmas holidays, I declared, I always try to read at least 12 business or self-improvement books over the course of a year. And I was really pleased with myself as I made that statement. Daniel looked at me in the eye and he said, why would anybody do that to themselves? And he was actually serious. He really wanted an answer. He was looking right at me. So I jumped to defend myself, of course. And I explained that I really feel it's really virtuous to just stay apprised of all the goings on in my field, learning all about counseling and learning all about how to be a better uh, online seller and how to be a better course creator online. And besides, statistically, people read less than one book related to their profession 
a year. Now, don't quote me on that, but I read that somewhere or someone else told me that, that people read less than one book related to their industry, their profession in a year. So Daniel sort of granted me a, a momentary pardon, I guess, from explaining myself, and I really didn't give it another thought until I got home. And when I arrived home, I was exhausted. I had 30 minutes before I needed to make this healthy, delicious, wonderful dinner for my family, and I had a to-do list that was a mile long. And I was just completely and totally overwhelmed, so I sat down and decided I'd pick up my list of 2017 goals, this huge, long list, and I just wondered maybe if during this moment of exhaustion, I might see something there that was a manageable baby step that I could take action on towards one of my goals and I could sort of drag myself through it. So what's number one on the list? Well, read 12 business books. That's the first thing I saw. And I had to laugh just remembering that conversation with my friend Daniel earlier and imagining that look on his face when he'd said, why, why do you want to read 12 business books this year? So I started to ask myself, why? Really, why? Why did I want to read 12 business-related books? Were there any that I was really, truly excited about? Or were there any new ones in the bestseller list that I hadn't tried last year? Why did I want to complete this chore? So really quickly, I thought, maybe it's vanity. Maybe I want to be admired by other people. I want to be thought of as intelligent. But really... Pretty quickly, I ruled that out. That's not, you know, something that motivates me, being led to be admired by others. That's not something that's that important to me. So then I thought, maybe I want to do this so that I can be a better conversationalist. But not really. I mean, no one really likes to hear about all my entrepreneurial facts anyway. So I wouldn't really be a much better conversationalist if I read all of these books. Um, I would have some thoughts, I guess, for conversations, but probably not ones that people would want to hear. And truly, last year's list of books that I read, it was almost entirely filled with those titles that I was dying to read. But this year, I just don't feel the same. So... Why did I have that on my resolution list? As a therapist, I realize that sometimes you have to go backwards into a question, that you have to back into it to be able to find an answer. So I asked myself, when I spent all of 2016 and all of 2015 and 2014 reading those books, those stacks of business books, what did I actually get out of that? So here's what I came up with. The things that I got from reading those, all those business books last year. The first one, tension headaches. <laughs> when you read or when I read with an intent to just pick apart every little nugget of knowledge, that makes me hunch my shoulders and furrow my brow and clench my jaw. And that gives me a headache. So what's another thing that I gained from reading all those books? Well, anxiety, if you want to know the truth. Now, I know that's kind of funny for a therapist who actually writes courses online for people with anxiety, but the truth was when I read those books, I took elaborate, painstaking notes while reading them, and every title that I finished just left me with a list of, quote, must-do strategies or tips that seemed really insurmountable. How was I going to get all those done? 
And truth be told, a lot of those from different books maybe counteracted each other. So then I was left with that decision fatigue. Okay, so we're two for two here, tension, headaches, and anxiety. What was the third thing maybe that I got out of reading all these books? Well, self-doubt. As I read these books by these men and women in business who maybe they made half a million dollars on their first product, or they said that they spend 20 hours a week managing their SEO, or they just kind of casually mentioned that they had been on 100 podcasts in the last year. I felt painfully, painfully inadequate. My business just hadn't been succeeding on that level. So a third thing, fourth thing rather, that was three, but the fourth thing that I feel I got out of reading all these business books were sleepless nights. A full to-do list always makes it hard for me to catch my breath and it makes it hard for me to be able to rest. And I can't tell you how many nights I spent in 2016 hunched over my laptop in an effort to try to implement some of those tactics that I'd read about. So yeah, the things that I gained from reading self-improvement books last year, headaches, anxiety, self-doubt, sleeplessness, that's not... That's not great. I'm realizing that I gained a lot more bad than good when I made that resolution. So just by happenstance, out of coincidence, as I was looking at this uh, to-do list that I had, my goals for the next year, there was sitting this brand new copy of a book that I got for Christmas. It's called The Magnolia Story by Chip and Joanna Gaines, who you may know from HGTV. And I had to smile thinking about that book because it had been such a pleasure to read. And truthfully, I'd been saving the last chapter for a couple days because I just don't want it to end. And I learned a lot of lessons. I laughed. I cried. I shared with other people about how terrific this book had been. I really got a lot out of it. It's exactly the opposite of what happened when I made that incredible resolution to read those 12 self-improvement business books last year. So this is what I've decided. I'm dropping the habit of reading 12 business books this year. If I happen to find one that really gets me excited, then okay, I'll go ahead with it. But for the most part, I'm going to focus on reading that makes me feel joyful and fulfilled and thoughtful. And I think what I'll lose in the process is actually going to be worth it. So my challenge to you, listeners, is to think about what are the resolutions that you need to say no to in 2017? What are those practices that you need to let go of and put aside? If you can't think of what those may be, then maybe take your current list of resolutions, those things that you really feel like you you want to do, and ask yourself why at least three times. So if you say, you know, I want to lose weight this year, I want to lose 30 pounds, why? Well, because I want to be able to fit into this swimsuit that I bought. Why? Um, Well, I want to look really cute because I'm going on a trip with some friends during the summer. Why? Why do you want to look really cute? Well, because maybe I feel inadequate deep down when I'm around these other friends and I sort of feel bad about myself when I'm with them. So by asking yourself why three times, you can see 
how that really puts some of those resolutions or some of those to-do list items into a better perspective. And that's my challenge to you for this week, to ask yourself why three times. Why is it you're taking on those goals that you're taking on? And which ones do you maybe need to say no to? So happy new year, a little belated for me, but it's still worth saying. Happy new year. Don't forget to live your life on purpose.